What's up, my friends? My name's Kyle. I surf, I make movies, and I love asking questions. These are conversations with fascinating people I meet along the way. I have a new mini-documentary coming out on January 12th about an indigenous conflict happening in southern Chile with the Mapuche people. Uh, I had the chance to go down there for Seeker Network and cover this human rights issue. It was an intense experience, and I'm really excited for the story to come out. I know that I said in the last podcast it was coming out on the 5th, but we delayed it a week. So it's coming out on the 12th, and you can head over to my website, kyle.surf, to see it. And if you want to go over there now, all of my past documentaries are up on the site. My guest today is Melissa O'Reilly. Melissa is a two-time world champion ice swimmer, and she has also completed the ice mile, which means that she has swam for a mile in freezing conditions. She goes to some of the coldest parts of the world and represents America in the sport of ice swimming. In this conversation, we get into her training. We get into uh, where these competitions take place. We talk a lot about Russia. Um, I learned a ton about Russia in this conversation, and she is an incredible ambassador of the sport. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Melissa O'Reilly. Kyle Tierman here. I'm in Cape Town. I was the only journalist in northern Nigeria. Not an adventure until you get lost in Tijuana. You get caught inside by a giant wave, you feel really alone. I love the adventure of waking up and not knowing what will happen and that being my job. I'm standing at a desert oasis right now. A lot of tourists don't see this part of Bali. Smiles and thumbs up. Thumbs up. Before a, an ice swim, if I don't have any access to cold water, I'll uh, I'll buy uh, a lot of bags of ice, dump it in the bathtub, fill it up with cold water, and get in for like uh, no more than twenty minutes. Okay. And I just kind of sit there and like move around and just kind of try to try to suffer through it. And I would imagine that when you're training for a big swim coming up, it's almost like a fighter going into a camp. Like your training gets more and more intense, closer and closer to the race. Is that at all true? Or would you say that you just keep cold exposure going throughout the year, um, on kind of like an even keel? Um, you know, the more, I mean, and, and I'm only speaking from my perspective because, Every ice swimmer, every winter swimmer who you talk to will have something different. I have friends who swear by only wearing flip-flops all winter long, even when they live in Germany and they, you know, tromp through the snow in just flip-flops. I have friends who swear by just wearing T-shirts or friends who think just drinking cold water will help or, you know, I prefer ice baths. Um, in terms of, like, the, the physical training, um, I um, – it depends on it depends on the distance of the race. It depends if it's a, a mile. It depends if it depends on the the, the temperature of the water. Um, but you know, I always like to say, you know, you train, um, you you practice your race in training. You know, you're not gonna you know do anything great on the day just because it's the race. You just you know you you have your your training sets that you do in the pool. I'm also a big runner, so I enjoy, um, you know, training hard in the gym on the treadmill, um, outside when I can. Um, so it's, uh, you know, every, everyone's different and, you know, I'm speaking from the perspective of I've done other sports in, in my lifetime. So you kind of just take parts of other sports and sort of try to morph it into, into, you know, into one. What other sports did you do growing up? 
Uh, I was a pool swimmer when I was little. Um, and then I got into rowing. Um, I rode in college and, uh, then I got into, uh, bike racing track and, you know, road racing and triathlon. And then I got into, uh, marathons and ultra marathons. And then because of an injury, uh, I got into ice swimming from ultra marathons. Wow. And you yeah. went, you went to, uh, Princeton and then Oxford, right? I did. Okay. Yeah. And what were you studying there? I studied Russian and Czech, Slavic languages and literature. Okay. And um, it's uh, it's been quite interesting because a lot of the uh, a lot of the ice swimming events take place in Russia. So all those years of studying Tolstoy and Chekhov um, come into uh, to practice when you uh, get to to meet with the Russians and get to speak Russian again. What's it like going to Russia for one of these races? Bring me into that world a little bit. Oh, Russia is fantastic. Um, whatever you read about in the news, it's completely the opposite. Uh, the Russian, the Russian people are the most hospitable, wonderful, warm, welcoming people you've ever met. And, uh, their events, um, kind of make you feel like you're at the Olympics. You know, it's the, the events that they put on for ice swimming are just incredible, mainly because they have, they have a lot of government support for some of these events. Um, the first ice swimming event I went to was a hundred miles north of the Arctic circle in Murmansk, um, which is, uh, where the Russian Northern fleet, the, their Navy is, is, is situated. And it's up, you know, uh, near Finland, Norway. It's in that that part of of Russia. It's in the Eurasian part of. It's in the European part of Russia, and um, it's uh, they have a polar Olympics there every year. So they have uh, cross country skiing. They have uh, ice swimming. They have reindeer sled racing. Um, you name it. And it's, you know, it's a sport that happens out in the cold and ice. They have it there. So that was the first event I went to in 2013, March 2013. The uh, They call it the, the Festival of the North. And uh, they have, um, it's basically, the, the swimming venue is a four-lane. Now it's six, I think, just because the, the, the competitions are getting larger and larger. Uh, it was a four-lane pool cut out of a frozen lake. And the lake is so frozenly solid that like the spectators are standing on it with bleachers and there's people selling hot dogs and shots of vodka. And, you know, it's like a carnival atmosphere. And you're there thinking, you know, I have flashbacks to my high school swim meets. So um, it's a, it's it's a, it's an incredible atmosphere. And, you know, someone I mean, I'm an amateur sportsman. I'm not, um, you know, it's never professional at anything. But um for, you know, to sort of come full circle and go back to like, you know, competing at big swim meets. Um, I, you know, had, you know, major flashbacks to when I was a kid, but so all, you know, you feel all the nerves are all there. There's, um, you know, you're basically in your swimsuit, you have a, a big jacket on you, your swim cap on, um, you've got socks on, you've got Crocs, you've got earplugs in, you've got a, one swim cap on, you've got your goggles and, um, you're trying to listen to your lane assignment. It's, you know, being yelled out in Russian. Um, you're in a heating tent and, um, you know, they call you, you know, they call your name out, you walk out, you go to your lane and then, you know, it's, you know, minus 30 degrees out and you can see the ice forming in the lanes 
in, you know, on the lane lines and you think, you know, Christ, okay, I have to get in this water and, and, and swim 500 meters or swim a thousand or swim 20, 25 meters. Even, even the short distances are scary because it's, you know, it's a race and as being, you know, a competitive athlete, you know, all the adrenaline is kicking in. Um, but, uh, so, you know, you derobe and, uh, you get in the water, there's ladders. So for ice swimming, you're not allowed to dive in like a regular swim meet because they don't basically they don't want you to get caught under the ice. If you dive in and get, or they, also the shock, you know, shock of diving in, they don't want anyone to have a problem, but, um, you're not allowed to do a flip turn on the other side because most pool swimmers will do competitive pool swimmers will do a flip turn. Um, but you can't do that because again, you could do tumble turn and get caught under the ice and you know, that'd be <laughs> bad, bad. Um, so yeah, you get in and, uh, you climb down the ladder and, uh, you think, oh my gosh, this water is the coldest water I've ever been in. And, uh, you know, some people like to dunk under, get their face wet. Um, I usually do that. And then you hold on to the side and, you know, ready, set, go. There's a gun or there's a whistle. And you basically just, you know, you launch yourself off of the, there's like, there's wooden sides that are built for the pool. So you launch yourself off that and you kick like hell and you just try to explode into your 25 meter freestyle or whatever race you're doing. You know, you just try to, to hit it hard and not think about how cold the ice is. Okay. You know, you don't, you don't, I don't usually start like that if it's a longer race, you know, you don't want to use up all of your energy because the ice the cold water will suck so much energy out of you, even if you're just doing a hundred meter race. Um, I remember thinking um, I had a hundred meter race uh, the first the first competition I did up in Murmansk, and I remember doing the last the last fifty, thinking like this is how people like middle aged people like me, you know, the weekend warriors have like these heart attacks, and you hear about you know them you know, God forbid something happens to them and you're like, Oh, they were so fit. And they used to ride their bike up and down this road and they would race. And then suddenly they just had a heart attack. Like, like the story in your mind, like Melissa was such a nice girl. Like all your friends <laughs> <Yeah>. voices coming <laughs> through in your mind. Yes. And like, cause you could, cause it was just even, you know, sprinting a hundred meters in the pool for a swimmer is no big deal. Right. But when you're in that ice water, it just sucks so much out of you that after, you know, 50 meters at, you know, full pelt, you are just like, you feel like you're swimming through molasses and, you know, you're looking down into the, you know, the bottom of this, like, you know, Russian Arctic lake thinking like, am I going to end up down there or just like, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, you have these experiences, um, in these competitions that are, um, you know, they're, they're interesting and they're are your, fun. Are your breathing techniques different at all when you're doing an ice swim as opposed to if you're uh, swimming in a regular temperatured pool? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, actually, when I first started, I was trying to see um, how often people breathe because I was breathing every stroke. So, you know, um, you know, competitive swimmers aren't breathing every stroke, but uh for the most part, unless it's a sprint for the, for the longer swims, like for the one K you'll see, you'll see, you know, ex Olympic champions breathing every stroke. Um, because it's just such an extreme, um, environment to be swimming in that you need, you need that breath every, you know, every second. And do you, and do you do any kind of, uh, breathe, breathe ups? I mean, I, I was, uh, 
listening to a podcast with Wim Hof, who largely has popularized um, cold exposure. And he talks a lot about his breathing up techniques, where the, the, the breath of fire kind of stuff. Do you do any of that before a race or because you're moving so much, it does, that doesn't really matter? I think for me, um, and for the the swimmers that I have actually recently be, recently been coaching, the breathing, the focus on the breathing really comes when you first start ice swimming. Um, when you first get into that, and, and I'm sure you know, when you get into that water, that cold water, it's like someone's punched you in the stomach. You know, you it just takes your breath away. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, being able to sort of control that the first few times you get in, um, is very important. And so I just always tell myself, you know, if it's the first cold swim of the season, I always tell myself, just, just focus on your breathing. Just don't worry about anything else. Just focus on your breathing and, you know, just calm in and out. But, um, you know, a few more swims later, you know, you realize, oh, that shock of the, the cold really isn't there anymore. So you don't need to, you know, it doesn't feel like someone's just, you know, need you in the stomach and you're gasping for air. That shock actually goes away, which is, uh, which is pretty incredible because that just says that your body's adapting to it. Um, yeah. How long would you say that it took for your body to start adapting to ice swimming from the first ice swim that you did to when the moment you felt like, oh, this is getting more doable. Like this is getting a little bit easier. How long did that usually, did that take for you? Um, probably an entire season of swimming in the, uh, the cold Atlantic in the winter, um, up here in, in New York at Brighton beach. Um, you know, there always is a little bit of a shock. Um, but you notice like sort of, so a season is, I don't know, maybe, maybe a couple of months. And that was me swimming every Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, swimming, uh, eight times in the cold, eight times, eight times a month. But, um, yeah, you know, and, and, and everyone's different. Um, I always like to say just, you know, just let your body be your guide because in this sport, something will definitely tell you that you've hit your limit. And I'm not saying it's like something dangerous, but like you really need to be in tune with how you're feeling, what you're seeing, what you're, what you're comprehending in your mind, um, and the sensations that you get. Um, I, I like to call them biomarkers, you know, like, uh, uh my, one of my ice swimming mentors, uh, Christian Vergara, who's, um, he was the president of a open water swimming club that I, I joined. And he was the one that actually got me into the cold water swimming um, he used to say that if you can touch your, um, or he does say that if you can touch your pinky to your thumb, uh, you can keep swimming in the cold water. But if you can't do that, it means that, you know, you have a little, just a little bit of time left and you should probably get out. Right. Um, so, so, so when you went to Russia for the, your first international swim, who did you go with? How many American swimmers were there? When I went to Russia the first time to Murmansk, um, I'm just trying to get a, a, a sense of the scale of this, of how many ice swimmers there are and how many come to these these big meets. Oh, so since I mean, so since uh, since then, the sport has grown exponentially. Um, you know, so for the for for the ice swimmers in terms of the people who have swum 
ice miles, which is swimming 1,600 meters in water that's five degrees or colder. When I did mine, I think I was like somewhere around the 80th person who had done it, meaning like I I, I did my swim, I submitted all the um, sort of like the witness statements, I had submitted my video um, to the Ice Swimming Association. And now, actually, I just checked tonight, there's like almost 250 people who have done it. So it's growing. And at the, at the world championships, now that ice swimming is including the one kilometer swim, it's just, it's, it's, it's taken off. Um, so the first swim, I don't know how many other, what other Americans there were. I think I was, I think I must've been, I think I was the only American representing America. Christian is from New York, but he was representing Chile and there was some there was some South Africans because actually the ice swimming association is founded by a group of South Africans um, in uh, down in Cape Town, um, which I'm, you, I'm sure you know Cape Town as as a surfer or those those waters as a surfer. Yeah, I do. I was in Cape Town for um, a month last summer. Actually, it's one of my favorite places in the world. Yeah, it's magical. Magical, it's magical. magical. So, yeah. um, so I didn't know that ice swimming was founded in Cape Town. Well, the the, uh, the the guys who who put together the International Ice Swimming Association are uh, good friends of mine, and uh, they're they're South Africans and okay. fantastic, fantastic people. Um, and then there's also the uh, the the winter. So there's two federations that are kind of sponsoring the different events. There's the Ice Swimming Association, and then there's the Winter Swimming Association. Um, and uh, the Winter Swimming Association are also great people they are there's uh the president um is from finland um and uh they have a they also have a world championships every two years and they have a uh, winter swimming world cup but their distances are shorter and um they're not so uh keen on the longer distances um so would you say that because there's so much pain in this sport there's more international camaraderie between the ice swimmers than there are within other sports? <laughs> um, I don't, I wouldn't call it pain. I think the, the ice is like a swimming pool full of ice and freezing cold water. Basically it, some, you know, it's really not about you versus your competitor. It's about you versus your limits and the ice. Cause at the end of the day, the ice is always going to win. Right. And, and it sounds very cheesy, but you know, you can't go into these races thinking, you know, thinking about other people and thinking about other people's races. You have to, you know, you have to swim your race, um, and swim that against the ice because if you're focused on something else, it's just, it's the only, I like to say it's the only sport I've ever done where the input mental, mentally and physically has to be the same, like every stroke because hmm. it is so it's and also uh, the you know the first the first few times you try to do one of these longer swims it becomes such a challenge it's not like a marathon when you're like oh i really want to stop i should stop and your brain is telling you no keep going your legs are saying no stop like you're getting you get so many mixed messages from your brain and to what you're feeling and what you're not feeling, you know, the last one I did, I was like, I don't think my, my hand, my arm does not feel attached to my body. Like that's how frozen you get. Um, and it's a sport that requires you to constantly check your mind, um, every single stroke. 
but you can't slow down. You have to, and you are slowing down as you're swimming because the ice slows you down because you're sort of swimming into the clutches of hypothermia, basically. Um, and some people can swim very fast and get out and not be hypothermic. I mean, everyone's hypothermic to a little bit of degree when you're swimming one kilometer or more, but it's a sport that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really your, your mental output has to match your physical output. Hmm. What do you do? Um, if you feel like your mind is starting to drift, do you have any kind of motto to come back to if you're, um, swimming one of those races? Yeah, I'll usually, um, I usually think of something that's pertinent to me at the time, um, before the race, you know, something that's inspired me or something that's, um, you know, that, that's a, like a real strong word that I'll remember. Like, you know, one swim I did, I wrote a few things in my hand that I could see when I was swimming. Um, not that I could read it, but I knew that, 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 that permanent marker on my hand reminded me to, you know, do what I needed to do. Um, but yeah, usually just one word is, I, I like to think of one word that keeps you focused, keeps your mind focused on, on it. Would you mind sharing what, what a word has been in the past? <laughs> um, oh gosh, I can't remember. I had, I had, so when I, when I tried my first ice smile in, um, in 2013, at the end of the season, um, I tried it one weekend and I was not successful. I, I got pulled out of the swim with about, I don't know, like 300, 400 meters to go. Cause I was, I was in bad shape and the following weekend I went back and did it and I forget what I wrote. I forget what I wrote on my hands, but it was, it was something like, I no, I can't remember. But I did remember that was a time when I, I had something written on my hands because I was so determined to do the ice mile because I, you know, I finished my first season of, of ice swimming and I, I really wanted to get it in, in the books. So, so for you, me. So, yeah. you'd, so you'd finished the, your season of ice swimming and then you did the competition, but you said you you couldn't finish with about 300 yards to go. Was that because your body just stops working and they had to pull you out of the pool? Yeah. So no, it wasn't a competition. It was me doing, um, like my own swim, my own supported swim on Brighton beach, um, which is the bottom of Brooklyn here in New York. And, uh, I had a, a safety crew and a kayaker and, uh, I wanted to, uh, do an ice mile so I could be an official ice swimmer. And, um, I set it up. You have to write a safety plan. You have to, um, have a whole team with you. People, who have specific jobs to, to film you doing it. So you have proof that you've done an ice mile people who are well-versed in how to, um, recover you, you know, how to make sure that you're, you're warming up safely and you're warming up properly. And, you know, um, and then you also have to have someone basically, well, I had someone walking the beach and making sure that, you know, I was, so I was swimming parallel to the beach and I had a kayaker um, so it wasn't a competition. It was a, just a competition with myself. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I had a hard time, um, with my first attempt. I think, um, I don't know. I had just gotten back from Russia, I think the week before. Uh, and I thought, you know, oh, I'm doing so, you know, I had, I had a great swim in Russia and I thought, oh, I could do a nice mile. And then I think I was too tired. I wasn't prepared. I had, was jet lagged. Um, so 
yeah, so I, I, I kind of, uh, I think the last, it was about the last 300 to 400 meters they told me, I started swimming breaststroke, um, and I just don't have a great memory of it. I, you know, kind of blacked out, which is very dangerous, very dangerous. And, you know, thank goodness I had the kayaker with me and it wasn't like I was going under or anything, but I started breaststroking and then, um, my, my ice swimming mentor, Christian came in and just, he waded into, waded into the water and, and helped me out. And, you know, I was, I was done and I don't really have a memory, um, from, from then until the next, I don't know, half hour later. How do they warm you up from an experience like that? <sighs> um, lots of, uh, wet towels. Um, they put, uh, they put warm, wet towels on you to kind of, you know, poultice to try to like drag out the, the cold from you. They do it very well in Russia because they have everywhere in Russia for some reason has a, a, a sauna. Um, you could be on a boat in Russia and they have a sauna. You could be at a school in Russia. They have a sauna. You can be at a, you know, <laughs> a restaurant in Russia and they have a sauna. So, uh, basically when you do a swim in Russia, I always feel like the best places to, to try these bigger riskier swims are in Russia because they will have people in the saunas who know, um, sort of how to, how to warm you up slowly. And they don't throw you in the sauna because it's way too hot. So they just, you sit in the room outside of the sauna and they put lots of wet towels on you and they re-wet them. And uh, that's a, uh, you know, kind of a lot of suffering there for you. And probably for the, the, the ladies that do this as, as well, because they're just all day long at these competitions. They're just, you know, they're soaking wet in their clothes, you know, you know bringing ice swimmers back to life. But, um, yeah, someone, someone should do a documentary on them because they are, um, they're incredible. They're usually like the wives or the girlfriends of some of the Russian ice swimmers themselves. And they actually travel with us. And if you know that Irina or Vika is, um, is at the competition that, you know, you can, okay, maybe I can try for a longer swim and I'll be in good hands for recovery. Wait, so it's but, a special team of Russian basically like recovery artists like they, they have oh, yeah. their special techniques you can't just call in like oh my friend's a paramedic he'll help you mm -hmm. out it's a full special skill set yeah yeah and they're not they're not paramedics at all you know um <laughs> they just they just know and i think um i mean they know because the the sport in russia is it's it's been around for so many years um and not just the sport but the whole the whole um, sort of culture of going from the Russian sauna, which they call the banya, going from the banya into the ice hole, and they, you know they have this little dipping hole. Um, they also do this in Finland and other northern northern climates. But um, yeah, they just they know how to deal with cold, and um, you know that's that's the safest place to to try to try these cold swims is going to Russia because they know how to take care of you. Hmm. <laughs> so, so you so after you had um the experience where you had to get pulled out of the water you said that it was a week later that you decided to go back and do that same swim yeah yeah it was um because i knew i i knew i had been there i i knew i had sort of gotten to the scary part of the swim so if i could have just you know sort of hang on to it a little bit longer mentally then i'd be okay yeah um so, and it, you know, it's all about, it's all about experience. It's all about knowing that like, you know, if, so for me personally, when I swim, um, when I'm reaching my limit in the cold water, I'll start to feel very nauseous and I'll feel nauseous for about a minute, like very, very sick. So I know that like, 
And, and that's, that's all sort of information that you kind of learn over the time that you just spend in and you just build up, you just bank all this information about yourself and about what your body does, which is, you know, why I just like to tell people, you know, just listen to your body. Don't go in, don't go even, don't even go in and try to swim your first like cold water, just jump in and scream and like feel like, Oh my God, that was the craziest thing I've done. Like it feels so invigorating and it stung and it feels like needles and it hurt because that's what happens to everyone. But you just sort of, you, you build upon that, you know? So, yeah. How have you seen, um, the benefits of ice swimming, uh, transfer into other aspects of your life? Um, well, in the winter, the heating doesn't need to be so high. <laughs> um, walking around in a t-shirt down in New York, everyone else is in parkas, that kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, for me, the, the best part of these events are getting to, uh, there's, there's a very closely knit, um, sort of international family that, that, that does these swims. And you can be like a grandmother from Siberia who gets in and swims, you know, the 25 meter head out of the water breaststroke, or you can be, you know, uh, a former Olympic swimmer from, you know, Bulgaria that goes to these events and they compete in the same pool on the same day. They go to the same after party and it's just such an all encompassing, um, very welcoming sport that it's, uh, you know, the benefits are, you know, the whole world opens to you because you've made these friendships. I mean, it's, it sounds kind of, kind of silly, but it's, it's, it's not, you know, you, and you see, you know, you can, you can kind of communicate with people who they don't speak your language, don't speak their language, but you've both been isolated. So it's, it's, it's a very, um, I don't know. I I feel like, uh, I feel like a lot of the, uh, a, a lot of people can take some, uh, some, uh, what's the word? To, to go to one of these events and see people from all these different countries competing together, supporting each other on the same relay teams. It's a very sort of a uniting sport and it's a very welcoming sport. So it's, 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 it's a great feeling to be part of. That's super cool. Especially, I mean, it seems like being an American going to a place like Russia, given our political international relations to have that kind of unity, um, as athletes is probably a really cool experience. It is. It is. And, um, it's are, something, are sorry, there, go ahead. Sorry, are there any experiences that you had when you were there that felt, um, like that kind of cool uniting feeling amongst other athletes and like, like Russians, um, when you were there on, on your trip? Oh, sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, some of, so some of these swims that, uh, I do are not just competitions in a 25 meter pool. Um, in 2013, um, I was part of an international team that swam across the Bering Strait. So we swam from Russia to America, um, the full, um, the, the entire way. Um, so that's, uh, we swam because of the currents, I think we swam over a hundred miles, but basically from point to point from Chukotka, Russia to Cape Prince of Wales, which is the closest, um, is about like 89 miles. 
but it took us five days to swim across and the water to start. The water at the coldest was two degrees Celsius. So we would swim um, 10 to 15 minutes each and it was a rotation. And um, there were 60 swimmers to start out with. And we ended up with a rotation of 13 on like the last day because people were unwell. They got seasick. They were too cold. They were, um, you know, uh, some of the, some actually, some of the Russians had never seen the ocean before because some of them live in Siberia. So for them to jump into the deep, dark, you know, Bering Strait was just incredible. Um, and you know, my hat was off to them, but so we had this like, you know, constant relay going on. Someone was, someone was in the water at, the entire time we were swimming across there were there was a couple of times when we actually had to stop because the currents were so bad it was like crossing like two raging rivers and we threw our fastest swimmers out there and they were going backwards after 10 minutes of swimming they were going backwards like a hundred and you know a hundred meters they had like progressed backwards oh my god that sounds miserable (laughs) so (laughs) we were so it was, it was, it was so, it was, it was, it was, that was one of the, the most, um, yeah, that was the, one of the most incredible, um, experiences that I've, I've had with, with ice swimming. Um, because the first time it was, it was a, a, it was the first time anyone or any group of people had crossed the entire Bering Strait, um, under their own. So there was a kite surfer, uh, actually two kites, two Russian kite surfers who kite surfed across the Bering Strait. Um, it was a swimming expedition that had gone. On. So, so, um, just to clarify, you're just in a bathing suit. You're not wearing that. Va- are you wearing Vaseline during these swims? No. So the, no, I mean, you can put it on, but the Vaseline, um, the Vaseline is actually for chafing. Mm. Um, so because as you know, salt water is, is very abrasive. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, when you see the pictures of the ocean swimmers and panel swimmers who are, you know, kind of like this sort of grease baffling, that's not really, that's not for cold. And the, the cold is so cold that any amount of, you know, lanolin and Vaseline is not going to do anything. Um, but yeah, we're just in the sort of cap goggles. Um, okay. Wow, that must have been quite an experience, though, across that finish line after a five-day period with an international group of swimmers. Yeah, it was incredible. I um, I actually got to start the relay. So I got to start on – they dropped me off in a boat, and I swam to shore, and the beach that I was on was the most – was the furthest east point in Eurasia, or like Russian Eurasia, so that point there. Um, and a lot of people had asked me because – Swimmers like to take rocks from like if they do a channel crossing, they'll take a rock from this beach, and then they'll take a rock from the beach that they've landed on. You know, as like a memento. So many people asked me for rocks from that beach when I got dropped off. So I stuffed, I stuffed my swimsuit full of rocks, and did jump, jump back in the water. You know, the gun went. Okay, I started the relay. Get in, swim my ten minutes as fast as I could, and uh, I got back into the boat and. Um, the Russian TV camera that was there has me saying, like, I have rocks in my bathing suit. 
Uh, yeah, funny. The captain. So we were on, we were actually on, we were on a Russian military ship, a Russian hospital mil- military ship for the five days. And that was pretty awesome. Wow. Um, so, I, so yeah. you do, so you do your swim and then you hop on the boat, you warm up and then the other, the next swimmer hops in when you're done. Yeah. And so you have, you know, the first day you had, you know, I don't know, maybe like six hours to recover, maybe a little bit more before you got the knock on your door saying, get up, it's your time to swim. And then as the days rolled by, it was basically swim, get on the boat, um, then get back to the main boat after three of the swimmers had swum, warm up in the sauna, which is obviously on the boat and uh, eat some food change your clothes and go back out again gotcha. because it was just uh yeah it was oh it was incredible that sounds felt like such yeah. such a good time that's what you call a rocking chair story it's like when you're 80 years old sitting on a rocking chair on your stoop you can look back on that experience and smile <laughs> yeah i already do i already do i can't wait for the next one <laughs> so so what do you have coming up over the next year what's going on uh so there's the uh Ice Swimming World Championships coming up in um, in beginning of January in Berghausen, uh, Germany, which is in Bavaria near, near Munich. Uh, that venue is fantastic. It's this beautiful crystal clear lake underneath it's this beautiful, you know, medieval German castle. Um, and uh, hopefully, I can get there. Work permitting. And then um, in New York, we're going to host our second. Uh, U.S. National Championships of Winter Swimming um, at uh, Coney Island. And um, we had the event last year. We had some internationals come over. It was great. Uh, we had, I think we had, uh, it's, we had people from Russia, from Latvia, from Finland, from England come over. Um, our youngest competitor was in elementary school, and our oldest was like in his 80s. Um, we had distances from, you know, 25 meter breaststroke to, uh, 200 meters freestyle was the longest one we had. And then we had the four by 100 meter relay. Um, it was fantastic. So we had that on the Hudson and hopefully I think we're going to not sure the venue isn't confirmed right now, but, um, we'll have something similar, um, with some more hot tubs, um, this, this, you know, this coming year. Definitely more hot tubs. Wait, I want to, yeah. when, when is this happening? When is this happening? I want to do, do you this. Wanna come out? This, this you sounds come like out? so much fun. You should totally come out. I mean, you've been preparing for well, training sounds more hardcore than mine no, right now. I, no, I, I, don't, I don't know that the, uh, the 60 degree water in Santa Cruz is going to prepare me for the, the 35 degree water in New York, but that sounds, you, it sounds you super bath? awesome. Do you have a bathtub? I have a bathtub. I have a bathtub. I, when you ask me to bring out a bathtub, no, you can ice bath. Oh, an ice bath. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, what are you, where are you going with this? You guys need hot tub donations? Um, no, I. Okay, all right. So, so yeah, so, no, you'll be perfectly, you'll be perfectly acclimated. You okay. just go to the gas station, get like six, seven bags of ice, dump them in your bathtub, fill it up with cold water, and uh, jump in. Okay. First, first one do like five minutes max. Okay. Actually, three minutes. Three minutes. Um, when is the event? Uh, it will be February eighteenth. February eighteenth. Actually, the entire weekend is going to be cold water swimming weekend because um, 
the U.S. Uh, Winter Swimming Association, uh, of which I'm a founding member, we have a great relationship with the uh, very famous uh, Coney Island Polar Bear Club, which right. they swim they swim a couple beaches down from where we swim, and uh, they're going to have a swim. We're going to do our competition, and it's 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 a great weekend in New York. So, so think about it. All right, I, I will think about it. I'll um, it's it is in the books now. Um, all right, well, I'll let you go soon, but um, last question. So what do you do for a living? Um, I work for Apple. Okay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on their, their, their mapping team. Do, um, do they know about this secret life that you lead? Um, I, I think, yeah, my boss knows a little bit about it um, and kind of makes comments about the cold and, oh, how I, I like it. But yeah, yeah, no, they, they, they know a little bit, I think. That's so. amazing. Cool. Well, um, thanks for your time. Very generous of you. Where can people find you uh, if they want to get in touch with you? Uh, they can find me on. Um, they can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, my uh, my website is mostextremeswims.com, and I'm on Instagram with the same name, Most Extreme Swims. And uh, and on Twitter, and they can find me at Brighton Beach on Saturdays and Sundays in New York. All the all the Russians swimming in the cold water in the winter. All right. Well, thanks for your time, Melissa. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. We made it through another one. Be sure to get in touch with Melissa. Be sure to get in touch with me and let me know who you want me to have on the show next. If you enjoyed this, please take one minute and give it a rating on iTunes. Share it with a friend. I really appreciate it. Until next time, have a great day.